Your Martial Arts Movie Podcast. Ha ha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring Drunken Thai Boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble! And Drunken Karate Master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come You know, baby. Fists of Fail. Good old Netflix, providing us with quality contents that will, I'm sure will last for years to come with their current track record. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, so many so many movies are just available on Netflix right now. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, that's, to... that's their strategy, right? To just yeah, create well, we movies and buy movies. That's, that's basically mm-hmm. what's going on in America, and mm-hmm. I, I believe like all over the place, just... Streaming services, buying up movies, movie titles, cashing in with certain actors and directors, giving them loads of money so that they can make content exclusively for their platform. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure Netflix will thrive, <laughs> like as it's currently doing right now. Um, but yeah. And not, uh, and not firing loads of people <laughs> from certain departments uh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so bad joke aside uh we're talking about day shift today um this is a movie that i've actually been following for quite some time as you know zero um because I, I, I follow jj perry scott atkins uh on all the social medias regarding this uh, movie and i was actually really excited i didn't actually know it was about vampires so, um, spoilers I mean, but the movie is, you know, it tells you straight up, um, you know, as soon as you start the film, it, it is a vampire film, but it's, yeah, I was actually kind of excited. I'm like, oh, he's going to be martial arts and vampires. That's, that's awesome. And it's not going to be like twin effects. <laughs> hey, I love twin effects. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, so I was actually looking forward to the film in, in some ways. And it was solely out yeah, following all social media, seeing all the behind the scenes, I was it kind of got me pumped up. Um, but yeah, now that the movie's released, well, you watched it before I did. And you're like, oh, it's just okay, right? And that actually bummed me out, <laughs> like quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> before no. I actually ended up I watching it. I should have just, I should have just <laughs> told you to watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, what was your, well, it seems like your opinion has kind of changed now that you watch it a second time, right? So what are your thoughts? Like, what, what changed? Like, why, why do you think I, it's I wouldn't say than... it's, it's changed. So, yes, this movie has a certain pedigree because of the names that are currently involved with it. J.J. Uh, Perry, very, very well-known stunt person in the uh, Hollywood industry, worked on anything that has stunts or martial arts in it, going back to, uh, I believe, he was a double for Lyndon Ashby in Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. So he's been in the industry for a while, and now he's finally uh, directing his first movie. So, you know, wait, we gotta pause right there because that actually kind of throws my throws me off entirely. Because I was I realized that like he's been doing second unit directing for so long right. that I didn't even think that like oh this is his first time in the full director's chair. Yeah, that actually caught me by surprise too because I guess you know as we are martial arts you know mm-hmm. action movie fans that we i guess would have assumed that he directed already but no yeah, yeah this is it's pretty uh you know kudos to him for uh getting his first film directorial debut mm-hmm. and so in addition to jg perry uh scott atkins 
is in this movie, very, very well known for the Undisputed series. Uh, he, he had a small role in Doctor Strange mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I can't remember he, if he's been in any other big Hollywood movies, but um, you know we're fans of him because we love what he can do in the martial arts realm. He's not the star, though. The yeah. star is Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you think action, well, I mean, I, when you when I think action movie, I can totally believe James. Uh, not James Franco. Wow, not, not that not that perf. <laughs> Jamie Foxx, uh, I can totally believe him, but uh, Dave Franco, I like. Of course, he's gonna play more like the he's the comic the comic relief, relief character. Yeah. yeah. So, um, um, yeah, we, I went into this, um, you know, because of the pedigree, I was hoping for something entertaining. And, yeah, action-wise, it's, it's fine. It's Everything is all there. I think it suffers from the things we always complain about that happens in American action movies. And typically, it's the editing. They mm-hmm. like to just edit a lot and almost every hit sometimes will have a cut between that moment and the next whereas some of the things we like generally from the asian uh flavor of action cinema is they they like to let the fights breathe a little more and we get to see higher number of you know combinations with the moves before we get a cut Mm -hmm. so i i kind of prefer that it it makes it feel like there's a a higher difficulty when it comes to uh the action that goes into play not to take anything away from america but when you edit stuff up i feel that sometimes you're trying to mask the fact that people can't maybe do the moves when that's obviously not the case because of the action pedigree that's on display here yeah it's not the worst this movie is not horrible in the editing department but it's it's just enough where i you know it's, it's relatively disappointing in that some aspects and there's one more thing that adds to this is you know 8711 is part of you know well they you know the entire team is actually part of this 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 film production so yes. i was hoping for more like it, yeah it is you see the talent on screen they're very you know they're, they're definitely doing their thing but the editing and the frenetic camera work can kind of be an issue so like we did mention before that J.J. Uh, Perry is the directing is in the directing chair here, but like he wasn't part of the choreography in any ways, stunt wise and fight wise. I think it was left to Felix Betancourt. Um, and I'm not gonna say anything against him. Like I, I just I'm not sure if that's maybe leaving it to somebody else actually hurt the movie in any ways because like when I think of like a J.J. Perry film uh a movie with him attached to the, the movie uh i kind of expect the action to be kind of elevated here it starts to go into generic action territory for me at times and that's why i get, kind of get yeah that's why i kind of bummed me out when i i watched it myself because uh, yeah like even things that i thought i was look, be looking forward to um like scott atkins being attached to the movie i, I was actually kind of shocked to see that he was only in one scene yeah yeah he i mean he's he's one of those bright moments in the movie because mm-hmm. of how, how capable he is yeah uh, as a physical performer so when you see him doing his stuff you just like yeah i i expect nothing less of yeah. the great scott atkins and to have him just in that one moment was a little disappointing because mm-hmm. some somebody comes back at the end of the movie to assist <laughs> 
in the final action moment, and I thought, oh, it's Scott Atkins. This is going to be great, and it's not. It's a different character. Different guy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's a lot we can talk about here. I think we can at least talk about the story. It's actually incredibly simple. The It follows the buddy cop formula to a T, for the most part. For the most part. Um, Except they're not cops. <laughs> they're, well, I mean, it's, it's basically that formula, though. It's, mm-hmm. it's like one... One's a, a hard ass and he, he's kind of, you know, he, he's really good at his job and killing vampires. And the other one's a bookworm. And he yeah. tags along and they don't get along at first. And then eventually they do. And in this movie, I think it fails so hard in establishing their relationship. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just, just to elaborate on the story a little more, uh, Jamie Foxx is a vampire hunter. Mm-hmm. And... There is this whole elaborate world they set up in terms of hunting the vampires. So one of the things they say is that when you kill a vampire, you take their teeth because their teeth is actually worth money. There is a hierarchy with vampires. So like the older they are, the more money you get for the teeth. So he is no longer part of a union, which is kind of hilarious to me that we're we're weaving in unions now into, (laughs) into movies. So because he's not part of a union, he's got to go through alternate methods to get money for these teeth they pay less so he is he has used his contacts with the official vampire hunting union to get back in but because he's such a loose cannon he's got one shot and he only gets one more chance you know it's his last strike and because of that uh dave franco the bookworm the meek very timid uh you know cowardly kind of man child is assigned to keep him company um during these i don't know during his job to make sure he's not yeah. breaking the, the the union laws essentially yeah and there's this whole other story about this real estate vampire <laughs> That's what oh my god like. unions we got real estate oh yeah. they needed to they needed to mention like 401ks in here <laughs> yeah uh the main villain is a real estate mogul i guess and she's trying to like buy out land in los angeles the whole place they see the whole movie takes place in la and um yeah, well, actually, the, the the main driver for the for Jamie Foxx's character, since he's the lead, uh, he's the main character in the movie, uh, is that his daughter is about to be retire. taken away. Oh, retire, retire now. <laughs> no, uh, his his wife and and daughter are about to move away, and he the main character is broke, and he needs to just get enough money from one or two last jobs so he can keep them. You know, keep them in town and that's really all it is and then dave franco is what he's like a union representative he's just doing his job to make sure that jamie fox fails uh or like he he well, fucks up his say, job somehow. i wouldn't say that he makes sure he fails it's mm-hmm. more like he's keeping an eye on him and the union well, he's writing him up yeah, <laughs> as he's, he's doing it the yeah. the head of the union doesn't like jamie fox He's hoping that Dave Franco will watch him like a hawk, and any sort of mistake he makes, he writes it down so he can use that as leverage to kick him out. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Dave Franco had any ill intent, but that's kind of why he's stuck with Jamie Foxx. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what his what he's assigned to do, and then as the movie goes along, they're supposed to 
I mean, you know how these movies are. Yeah. Everyone who's listening knows how these movies go. It's as they continue, they, they bond over one, you know, like their commonalities and then eventually become kind of friends and then any sort of distrust or animosity they had towards one another eventually goes away. This movie does a terrible job at that. I was going to say, I was not liking Jamie Foxx at all in this movie <laughs> once he and Dave Franco team up. Yep. He is just so dickish to him the whole time. <laughs> and I I felt it wasn't warranted for some reason. Like, he shouldn't be mm. mad at Dave Franco because he's just kind of put there because his boss forced him to sure. do it. He mm. should be mad at that the union president union rep, or whatever. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just, it's it's directed at the wrong person. He becomes this like just really toxic guy who's just he's doesn't open up he's not willing to be friendly to dave franco who is actually trying to be nice to him the whole time it's Mm -hmm. not like dave franco's going in there like studying him intently and like writing him up for every single thing right in front of his eyes he's generally trying to be a nice person and jamie fox is just constantly shutting him down and just being a dick to him so any any sort of sympathy we had with Jamie Foxx in the beginning because we like him and his daughter, we want him to get his daughter back, it kind of just ruined it for me. I was like, oh, the, I don't like how he decided to portray this now. Interesting. I actually have the opposite problem. I didn't mind Jamie Foxx so much, but I, yeah, well, the movie is trying to set Dave Franco up to be kind of annoying he's, yeah yeah well that's he's annoying yeah. he's 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 a dweeb he's he's always he's quite literally the opposite of jamie fox and uh, yeah like of course like the movie's trying to to do that and and it's very deliberate in making him annoying but i thought that okay as a good as a movie progresses i thought that their bonds their rapport would improve and then they would find some commonality between one another as the formula usually goes sure but as the movie went along, they quite literally just become friends. And it, it's not well done at all. I, I actually don't believe the friendship that they develop. Yeah. I, I find so it really forced. I saw the moment where Jamie Foxx warms up to Dave Franco and it wasn't earned at all. Oh, no. Absolutely Basically, not. what happens is during the middle, the huge middle action scene, they all, you know, everybody kind of fights this group of vampires Dave Franco is just a bumbling mess, almost getting himself killed. Yep. And they have this heart to heart. And Jamie Foxx says, yeah, I think you could be, I think you could work in the field. You did pretty good there. And Jamie Foxx is being genuine when he should be sarcastic. Because <laughs> Dave Franco did not do well there. He pissed himself again. He could have gotten other people killed because he doesn't yep. know how to handle a weapon and he's just a liability at that point right yeah so that moment is not earned at all them them starting to see eye to eye does not work in this oh absolutely not absolutely and you all (laughs) at least they show some humanity in jamie fox's character is like oh he's not a complete dickbag the entire time yeah he is trying to be a little bit more sympathetic towards dave franco's character but it again like it's not it's not doesn't really feel like it's earned at this point that they it doesn't feel believable that they are friends now. It just seems like, yeah, you're right. Like he is a liability and such. Um, and then at least at the end of the movie, Dave Franco, 
I mean, like, he eventually becomes a badass in some degree. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. But, yeah, he basically can kind of fight at the end. Uh, but but then afterwards, basically the epilogue in the movie, like when the movie's wrapping up, they they are able to kind of work with one another going forward. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I found that all really like contrived and yeah, like it didn't feel natural at all. It just felt like really hammy, cheesy writing. Right. None of it felt right. It, just, yeah. it felt like it, the movie was trying to expedite the process like you know it's a movie formula for a reason you know like you know you know that they're gonna be friends in the end and they're gonna work with one another but none of it felt like it was genuine it all felt really like really poor writing (laughs) yeah no i i completely agree i don't think it was written the best Mm -hmm. even if it is a formula that you Mm -hmm. follow with a buddy cop comedy there are things you should maybe stick to because it's tried and true and we need to like these people so if jamie fox is teaching dave franco about how to use firearms for example like they're bonding (laughs) over how teaching him how to fight and work in the field i think that would have been great because it would have made sense if he actually will eventually go into the field and then you could have the comedy moments where dave franco is teaching Jamie Foxx about, I don't know, uh, cats because he loves cats and <laughs> starts showing him funny videos. You know, something. You need you need yeah. to bring each other into mm-hmm. the person's world so you can understand them. So, right. I, I mean, it's not like, uh, I don't know, like they're bonding over Chinese food or something like that. <laughs> and then they're teaching each other how to, uh, you know, hip hop dance. <laughs> right, right. But instead they're bonding over the, the last Twilight movie. <laughs> oh, God, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I think that was like the attempt at making them find yeah. uh, something. The, to the comedy movie is okay some, at times. Oh, it, it's, I, I it's did not fine. like the comedy in this at yeah. all. It, it fell flat. <laughs> I was trying to be I was trying to be generous, man. <laughs> I mean, I actually did find the writing in movie kind of it's very spotty, and when it's bad, it's actually kind of cringy, um, at least in my opinion. And then that that kind of leads us to like the world building. It definitely seems like a movie where if they were trying to set up a universe, they totally it's very obvious that they're trying to do that, especially with these characters just kind of pop in and out of the movie. Like, for example, Scott Atkins and I think it's Steve Howley. I, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Uh, we He was in Dead or Alive. <laughs> oh, was he really? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was um, one of the... He was like a, a played dweeby character in that movie. And here he is playing a, a badass. He is Scott Atkins' brother. Um, and that's probably... I mean, objectively, I'm going to say that's probably the best fight in the movie. Mm-hmm. Probably. Uh, right, the, right. the one scene that they're in, you know, like the one scene that Scott Atkins is in the movie, there's all these talks about potential sequels or spinoffs from this movie that, you know, the, the film, the, anyone attached to the movie have been posting on social media. Like, what about a night shift? What about a Nazarian Brothers movie where it's just Steve Howley and um, and Scott Atkins? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and then there's the, the character played by Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's in the movie. <laughs> right, right. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 yeah, they all just kind of appear in the movie and then they disappear, they disappear. from the movie. So I don't mind the world building. Mm-hmm. I feel that a lot of these 8711 movies tr- are trying to do that now, especially because John Wick got so popular. Like yeah. the first John Wick had really, really subtle hints of 
a bigger world. Yeah. And which, you know, it 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 created uh, this this place that that you could live in that stood out against other action movies. So yeah. when the sequels came, you can see how they started to build up on that, and so it was it was really cool. I see what they're doing here, and I do like it. It doesn't distract at all. I, I like mm. that they're setting the rules up. I think the issue is with the writing and how they're explaining the <laughs> the laws of this world together. Let's yep. have Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco sit in a car and now explain the hierarchy of the vampires, <laughs> and it is not natural at all. Jamie yeah. Foxx is like, tell me about these types of vampires. What does the book say about this? Well, they're this? just arguing the entire time. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, they're arguing at brick breakneck pace it's just it's for us to absorb the information but just for them to kind of kind of size each other up in a ways and then it also gets all the information out like very very fast and Mm -hmm. that's it like you just have to go there it it doesn't feel organic and how it yeah no definitely not yeah that's that's the problem A, a part of me wishes it was just like these are vampires audience you you know what vampires are right Mm -hmm. that's it that's all you need to do uh, right. the, the whole like juvies they, they, they explain that like if you kill a juvenile vampire they're worth this much but like they also uh, you need in order to not be attracting other vampires you need to have skunk musk on you and it's like oh, i don't care about any of this like i get it they're trying to set up this universe and such um make it seem more involved than it actually is you know i i that's not really so much a complaint for me uh, like the complaint for me is that these characters there are just one-offs in the movie, like Scott Atkins and Steve Howley. Again, love. I wish. I'm glad that they're in the movie, but I wish they were incorporated more because <laughs> they just appear they, and then they're they gone from the film. Literally appear out of out of nowhere in the van and then they leave and that's yeah. that's it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. They, I think they should have been weaved in a little better. Maybe yeah. maybe just even in the background when we first go to the union headquarters maybe they're just in the background you know Mm -hmm. we we establish them and then we see them again as opposed to the one and only scene they're in that's when they appear and then that's when they disappear yeah yeah i mean thank goodness for that fight because that is i mean scott atkins does some martial arts in it and uh you know mostly the 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 rest of the movie is a lot of just straight up action Mm -hmm. uh, action fodder um do you want to elaborate on the action a little more yeah, well, it, it's hmm. like like in general. I mean, before before we go into specifically <sighs> the scenes. Yeah, I mean, the, there, there's a lot of action in the movie. At, at the at least we can say that. Uh, I think martial arts standpoint. I mean, since Jamie Fox is leading the film, he doesn't do so much of anything except like using weaponry. Uh, well, not no, well using a lot of artillery, uh, like like. Well, he's got the a lot shotgun. Of gun work. Yeah, that's that's shotgun, his main yeah. weapon, uh, and then he's got his uh, his sidearm. Mm-hmm, and yeah. so this this is the action in this movie. It feels I don't I don't say derivative. That that might not be fair uh, because eighty seven is eleven is involved with it. They've developed this kind of tactical action yeah. fight choreography style that yeah. very very uh, evident from from the John Wick series, and here it's still incorporating that where you have gunplay mixed in every now and then with some fight choreography yeah and Mm -hmm. i i do like that it's just that jamie fox wouldn't have been my first choice because i don't really see him as the action star he's been he's been in physical roles before but Mm -hmm. um 
it's a, it's an odd choice for me anyway like n- nothing against the guy but um he's he's capable in doing it they they double him well enough when when you need to see his face it's fine uh, mm-hmm. i was hoping for a little more fight choreography mixed in mm-hmm. there because it's mm-hmm. most heavily most heavily relies on the the gunplay stuff because they're vampires obviously yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I kind of, I'm okay with Jamie Foxx being in the role. I, I do kind of believe him for the most part. Um, yeah, it, it I really don't just come down. I what? don't believe Dave Franco though when he gets superpowers at the end and he does side flip, side flips <laughs> no. into side kicks. He's doing B twists all over the place. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> that's yeah. that's well, not you. Oh god, but, we're definitely gonna save that for the action right. segment. But I will say, uh, in the last fight, you can see him doing some moves, but it's mm-hmm. it's very very simple stuff. They, yep. you know, it's eighty seven eleven. They are very big on making sure the actors are capable. So mm-hmm. I believe he probably did have to go through. Pretty, pretty rigorous uh, training to get involved yeah. in this movie, even though he is the comic relief. So. Yeah, yeah. The the eighty seven eleven crew, like they are the ones who are supplying pretty much all the martial arts in the movie. You know, going against the main characters in the film, uh, like like James, uh, Jamie Fox or Dave Franco, etc. Um, so, like in that martial art, in that aspect, the martial arts is present in the film. It's gonna come down to this thing. We're gonna, I'm probably gonna beat like a dead horse throughout the whole review is the editing is very choppy mm-hmm. at times. It, it, it's actually really astonishing to me, like how it, it's borderline generic action movie territory for me because of the editing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's really unfortunate because like you can see some of the moves like sometimes and it looks good and other times like, Oh man, that's, it's so all over the place in terms of quality. Um, and that's, that's actually really unfortunate that I have to say that because again, the pedigree here is so fucking high and somehow it's it's it doesn't hit that mark yeah. in any ways you know at the at, it doesn't even hit the minimum standard that i expected from a movie like this like given like all the people who are attached to the film right right so i will say before we go into the details they mm-hmm. do something here that i be, that is not unique but the way they do it i feel has elevated mm-hmm. uh this this little thing so mm-hmm. there are lots of wire pulls in this movie. yes tons <laughs> and tons of wire pulls yeah. this is something that has been in the stunt world forever basically mm-hmm. if you want to make a, a hit look big you put a man or a woman on a wire when they go mm-hmm. backwards it is a physical wire pulling them back to add that extra oomph and yep. this happens whenever somebody gets hit by something or somebody gets blown up for example mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to uh, yeah. imply huge distance so one of the things that this movie does crazily well is pulling an actor downwards for certain hits and they face plant hard <laughs> yeah with a lot of these wire pulls mm-hmm. and man the the stunt people they got to do these face plants they will land like on their necks <laughs> yeah. on the shoulders it looks like they have been killed the way mm-hmm. they land, the way they're spinning w- because of the wire pulls. So uh, even though it's it's more, you know, gunplay, tactical base, like uh, a, a, a vampire will fly through the air at Jamie Foxx, he'll shoot one, and mm-hmm. they will add the wire pull in there to change the trajectory. That is a hard 
change from the original trajectory they're going with, the wire pull pulls them down hard, and that is a very, very hard hit. So that's yeah. one of the things that like really stood out to me about this movie. Yeah, that that's one thing that I really liked about it. Well, that's why I got amped up for this film. When I was following all this on social media, you see... Uh, like I remember this one particular like sound room that they were using. It was just well, it was like a blue screen room. It was just blue mats everywhere. The whole room was just covered in blue, and you see these actors just running, 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 and they're running full speed one direction, and then the wire would just yank them the other direction as they're sprinting, and you just see like the them just practicing. They're doing the previs for the, the what would actually even end up in the film of them just practicing landing on their necks, landing in these mm-hmm. the most visceral way possible. It's great. Like it's, it's actually super impressive. Um yeah, so but like the final product it, it, it's there. It's still in the movie, but uh, yeah, all the it's it mostly comes down to the editing just kind of like robbing you of that sometimes. It's still there. I'm glad that it's there, but it, I'm not a fan of like how the breakneck editing is just like constantly cutting back and forth. Um, it again entering yeah, generic I, action territory. Right, right. I think the final product is mm-hmm. not. There's just like something a little off about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean, there's there's plenty of action in the movie. I don't know if we can break down everything, but I think that we can at least go into it now and we can talk about the action in a little bit more detail. Um, just to be more prescriptive so right. this is our action segment if you guys follow us on patreon you get the whole story breakdown movie breakdown and so more a little action bit a little detail. bit of spoilers here and there too so and spoilers yeah. spoilers yeah and then we'll complain more about the movie <laughs> in more greater detail so uh yeah follow us on patreon just to fail so yeah hey guys thanks for listening to the podcast we're at the point where we give our recommendations but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here if you follow us on patreon there you can listen to the entire episode including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie but you can still support us by liking us on all the things and watch this and other episodes on youtube with visual cues to accompany our discussion and now on to our final thoughts I can't believe you made an episode out of Day Shift. That's that's and Day that's Shift, by day the way. Shift. Yep, yep. Yeah, I can't believe you made a whole episode about this because a lot of this would not work in any other, like in any other situation. Because like normally we don't cover a movie like this. Like I, I would have totally passed on this, uh, like in terms of considering this for an episode. But we were able to break it down. Yeah, I think we can somehow. I think we can do it. They the in terms of American action. There, there are no more martial arts movies. It just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. What the yeah. industry really does now is they weave in fight choreography into sure. the action, and that's fine. You know, that's that's just how it is. That's the the industry. It's the business. We don't personally like that, but I I could still talk about action and sure. break it down like we did. I think we did it here. We didn't talk about the movie that much because. <laughs> all the all the relationship stuff I feel was the weakest, and then Dave Franco and Jamie Foxx's buddy cop relationship didn't really work oh, it for sucked. me. We we complained about that in the beginning actually more. So yeah, 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 yeah. No, in, in great detail. Um, yeah, surprisingly, went very long with this one, um, this episode. So, uh, day shift. I yeah, uh, it might seem unfair for me to criticize the action but no i i think it's a fair uh fair thing for me to say that because i was looking forward to the fact that 
the pedigree is so high. We have so many uh, big players in this movie. Scott Atkins, J.J. Perry, the list goes on. And somehow the movie just ended up being very generic. And I'm, I'm actually kind of disappointed and, by that. And too long as well. Yeah. This is two, this <laughs> two is hours. Like two hours. I think if they yeah. cut out 30... <laughs> we say this every episode. <laughs> every two hour up. Cut out two <laughs> hours out of the movie. The movie would be perfect. <laughs> I, we say this about every two hour movie. Like, just cut 30 minutes. Like... <laughs> I think 90 I think minutes is perfect 90 minutes maybe i mean th- th- i didn't really feel lulls i, I think mm-hmm. it was fine as two hours it, it didn't mm. di- it didn't drag for me but you know what let's cut out to 30 minutes anyway <laughs> cut out two hours, two hours. <laughs> two hours yeah. the movie would be great um yeah the, yeah action wise eh, it's all right it, it i i think i was being very generous though like uh because i was expecting more from the movie uh the, there was things that i liked but the final product as a whole i did not like i actually don't like this movie like now that i'm like like sitting back and and thinking about the the full picture there are things i like about the movie but yeah i actually don't think i could come out of it recommending the film unfortunately so yeah uh that's my i know we talked about this for almost two hours but yeah that's that's my that's my 10 second uh, re- like not recommend <laughs> so what, what do you think zero I, I mean I, I kind of agree too like i'm not crazy of the final product i like lots of things about it and if you listen to the patreon section you could hear us really really go into depth about those things uh and i'll, I'll repeat it here again drone footage it's the new bullet time you're gonna see it in so many movies now now that drone cameras are just getting better with technology it's you're mm-hmm. gonna see it all over the place. Every single car chase scene is going to have drone footage. It's going to get overused. It's going to get driven into the ground where nobody wants to see drone footage anymore. <laughs> like nobody wants to see bullet time anymore. So I'm, ca- I'm yeah, calling yeah. it here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Day Shift, it's, it's okay. It's, uh, it yeah. feels like a Saturday afternoon movie you can put on. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Um, it a little tough to recommend. Uh, I, I usually yeah. don't say no unless it's god awful um like i don't know i can't can't recall if i've ever said no to a movie recently i I probably have but Mm. um yeah you could you could throw it on and not like it (laughs) or maybe (laughs) like it maybe maybe you like vampires in the daytime because you're a weirdo uh yeah not sure it's it's no blade I'm, I'm surprised we went sure. through this whole review. I'm, I'm surprised we went the whole review and, without and talking about Blade at all. Blade. There's no blood sprinklers. There's no motherfuckers yeah. trying to ice skate <laughs> uphill. 